0: Back again. This is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left, officially now. I'm Sam Sachs. I'm Sam Knight. We are broadcasting out of that Sentinel Fort in Washington, D.C. Check out the website, DistrictSentinel.com. It's nighttime, the nation's capital. We're doing a special night recording. Spent the day watching uh, the proceedings out of the Senate
1: Judiciary Committee. Started at 10 a.m. Finished at 6.45 p.m. Eastern Time. Do I have that right?
0: Yes. Yes. About 15 minutes ago exactly. And here we are, ready to uh, digest it all with you. Um, we don't really have any clips from the hearing. I'm guessing you all have seen enough of the hearing. We also... Uh, it was extremely tough watching the early testimony of Dr. Ford, um, Like, we don't need to keep showing clips from her testimony. Suffice to say, she was an extremely
1: credible witness. Very credible. She was poised. They asked her point blank, 100%, are you sure this is Brett Kavanaugh? Could this maybe be a mistaken identity? Yeah. Like, uh, what's his face? The uh, conservative weasel, Ed Whelan, is that his name? Like, like he insinuated. Yeah, she even brought him up. (laughs) Yeah, the dark money guy. She remembered some very vivid moments, recalled them, and it was very compelling.
0: Yeah, and of course, none of the uh, male Republican senators, who are all male, all white males, the Republican senators on the Senate Judiciary Committee, uh, felt like they could properly ask Dr. Ford questions, so they had a prosecutor from Maricopa County uh, essentially cross-examining Ford throughout the hearing, and you sort of wondered whether or not they were going to cross-examine Kavanaugh the same way they cross-examined Dr. Ford. And they did for, like, a few minutes, and then the Republican senators all, like, took their time back in defense of the belligerent Judge Kavanaugh.
1: Yeah, we were wondering uh, whether or not they would they would maintain the facade of respectability through the prosecutor, Uh with Kavanaugh, and I guess we'll, we'll get back to him in a second, and we didn't cut any clips from Kavanaugh either. This hearing, obviously, it ran late. It was important. We wanted to watch the whole thing. Um, I would say if there are any clips, it, it, the, the, the biggest newsworthy aspect of the testimony was how just outrageously belligerent Kavanaugh was. I, yeah. I, I guess I'm getting ahead of myself. No, it's fine. But the, uh, the questions they were having, Mitchell ask for they the, it, it was pretty it was pretty repugnant I mean they were basically trying to get her to talk about privileged information the relationship he she has with her attorneys in in some sort of way to cast some sort of pall over this whole thing like oh who paid for the polygraph yeah oh who's who's paying for your attorneys
0: essentially the entire Republican argument came down to the fact came down to procedures. The fact that Diane Feinstein didn't release this letter soon enough or didn't initiate an investigation soon enough, didn't inform the FBI soon enough or any of this stuff, but none of it matters. None of this would matter because there is no rush to nominate or to confirm Kavanaugh, other than the fact that Republicans see the midterms on the horizon. But the Republicans can wait a week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, but they don't even want to do that. No. Because they're afraid of what might come out. I think it's pretty clear. Kavanaugh constantly saying, I'm here to answer your questions. Well, you can't lie to the FBI. You're not lying to the FBI when you're taking Dianne Feinstein's questions. Plus, you're in a place where you get five minutes, you can filibuster it. And really, Kavanaugh didn't answer a single fucking question today.
1: No, he, he was very recal- recalcitrant. He was, he was a hostile witness.
0: Yes. You couldn't find two different witnesses from the way Dr. Ford methodically tried to answer every question very carefully with respect. Not that I care much about like respect and decency and stuff. But <laughs> you could tell she was deferential to the prosecutor who was questioning her and to a- anybody else trying to answer questions. Kavanaugh, on the other hand, was completely evasive filibustering, interrupting Democratic senators. And in response, we saw each a, and as we're watching this, we're like, this guy's drunk or look drunk. You <laughs> look drunk he or drunk. this guy's playing the perfect role that Dr. Ford cast him as, which is this angry belligerent guy. You could definitely see how this guy could go off the handle and do something. And yet every Republican senator stood at his defense said that he was the victim in this case. And we have Trump tweeting praise now uh, here for Kavanaugh. So it looks like Republicans are going to continue ahead and try and push this through as early as possibly tomorrow. I don't know. We'll see. But pretty, yeah. pretty outstanding stuff. Like- we, we
1: we do have to look at a few senators in particular. All senators are created equal, some are more equal than others by virtue of the composite of their electorate. Can we just? <laughs> we do have to look at some
0: senators, but let's just look at Lindsey Graham here. Okay, who is angry as hell. We've
1: we've got a picture of him. Yeah, we got Lindsey we Graham up here. have a picture of here. him. Okay. I I sorry. I had to explain that to the listeners yeah. who who are not watching. Which, Fair enough. If you're not watching this at this point,
0: come on. Lindsey Graham watching. had a total meltdown in defense of Kavanaugh today. He did.
1: He he got up. It was at Graham where they stopped with Mitchell, the Maricopa County prosecutor, right? It was, it was Graham. When they got to him, he reclaimed his time yeah. and just had a meltdown, just yeah. had a complete meltdown and said this was a stitch up, said this was like, God, you want power. I hope you never get it. There was uh, we we were flipping sticking
0: up for the guy, getting extremely mad and sticking up for the guy who said, I like beer
1: at least 50 times during the hearing. And we were we were flipping through various cable news channels because we wanted to get real time reaction from from Fox, from MSNBC, whatever. Good point raised by a commentator on MSNBC. Lindsey Graham potentially in the running for next attorney general. Yeah, that might have been... That might have been his audition right there. There there was a really compelling part about Dr. Ford's testimony about how this all came out, I thought, which she, it came out in, in therapy, in couples therapy. Her and her husband were, were having a fight about how to design the house, and she wanted two front doors because of her trauma from this yeah. attack. Where she she had to run out in front of the entire party, but it it, it was it was to do with her trauma, and mm-hmm. it's just it's it's so much more compelling than Brett Kavanaugh being I'm a member of the country club. I have been a member of the country club for the last twenty years. Yeah, you
0: noted uh, Kavanaugh acted like a little kid
1: crying because he got caught. Yeah, not not because he's sorry for what he's done. Yeah, but because he got caught.
0: We saw at one point uh, Kavanaugh accuse Senator Amy Klobuchar of getting blackout drunk.
1: She w- Klobuchar was asking Kavanaugh.
0: Right after Klobuchar had talked about her alcoholic father. Right, right. You.
1: As a lot of Democratic senators were, because it's pertinent to this <laughs> investigation, uh, Klobuchar was asking Kavanaugh about his drinking habits. And, and he just turns around and says, have you blacked out? Which is not something normal witnesses do. It's not. What a farce! Yeah. It's uh, Kavanaugh also brought up the incel defense, the virgin defense.
0: <laughs> Which we've seen, we've seen witnesses or previous roommates
1: uh, allege that that's not true. And it it's not. It doesn't disprove the Anything. allegations. Yeah. Either. We saw him lead off by raging at Dianne Feinstein mm-hmm. and. I think we were we were having a conversation is Feinstein going soft on him or is she legitimately frightened of him I
0: think she I mean the way he was yelling at her and you could see the anger in his face like and you saw it from I think a lot of democratic senators where when he started interrupting them they could have uh, aggressively shouted sh- shouted him down saying reclaiming my time you're the one who is uh a witness here. You're the one answering questions, not us, and really push back. But a lot of them let Kavanaugh filibuster them and interrupt them. I guess because they figured they were giving him lots of rope to hang himself. Well, yeah, but I'm not sure if that. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not sure if that actually played out. I think it led to Kavanaugh being able to just filibuster every time, and to us who already think, who believe Ford, and looking at the way Kavanaugh started off this hearing and how angry he was uh his behavior seemed to confirm our belief in ford's allegations i mean just going off and interrupting
1: senators and everything like that just he 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 appeared to perjure himself uh when he was talking about the testimony from from leland kaiser who was dr ford's friend who was at who 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 she knew who brought her to the party the gathering which is why she was at the um the event where the the incident happened and he basically said that her statement was exculpatory for him but because she said she doesn't remember all the statements were they don't recall this happening right they don't recall this happening but they believe dr ford (laughs) and kavanaugh was just was portraying this time and time again like, the statement was, was exonerating Or him, Mark but- Judge's
0: statement was exonerating, even though Mark Judge issued a statement through his lawyer. He wasn't cross-examined. He didn't have an FBI agent questioning him. And he was the big missing piece throughout all these, the hearing today. His name constantly
1: being brought up, and yet he's nowhere to be found because he's... Nowhere to... Well, he was found. Yeah, he was The Washington found. Post found him in Delaware. With a bunch of Superman comics. In uh, Rehoboth Beach Week. Beach week. Which, which, speaking of Beach Week, I guess maybe we should bring up the calendar now. <laughs> I mean, we we talked about it yesterday. <laughs> we, we did talk about it yesterday. Well, Kavanaugh did try to explain it that it was more of a diary. Yeah. And 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 I guess it just drives home our point yesterday that I don't know if you're a teenage boy and and not only just a diary, but a diary that was like part of a family tradition where they would sit around and recall memories at the at the year end around Christmas time. It was like notes for a christmas letter are you going to put your gang rape in the christmas letter yeah are you going to put your fucking assault party in the dear grandma (laughs) guess what i did with my friend mark who is now burnt out at safeway anyway
0: i'm just to wrap this up i'm as cynical as anybody about this uh i don't have much faith in democrats stopping any republican nominee I assume this Supreme Court nominee, Kavanaugh, would be confirmed. But throughout this process, as more became known about him, even I grew to believe that too much, there's too much. And this is just going back to like the Manny Miranda stuff and the hacked emails. And then when these allegations came out, more and more allegations that seemed very credible to me. And then hearing Dr. Ford's testimony, which uh, I was, I, I, believed her before she testified. Uh, even after hearing her, hearing her testimony, I, I she was even more credible than I expected she would be, more raw, more human. I started thinking, and not just because we invested on predicted that Kavanaugh would be defeated, but I didn't see any way that the Senate can confirm this guy after Dr. Ford testified. And then after Kavanaugh started testifying and how angry he was, it was, I was convinced that, Trump would look at the way he's acting on TV and be like, "Well, this guy's clearly a weirdo. This guy clearly is losing it. No way should he be a judge. Let's find some other Heritage, Fo- Heritage Foundation dipshit and put him in, plug him in instead." But the reactions from the right have been the complete opposite. They love the way Kavanaugh reacted, and it shows that I need to be even more cynical. Like maybe, maybe. he's
1: going to get confirmed. He probably will, but ultimately. I don't know how Susan Collins or Murkowski, Murkowski or them are exactly. going to react to this
0: because I don't think he did much to help his case with them, but...
1: No, and 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 that's what it comes down to. And and the story today is you had one witness, very poised, very collected, very direct with answers, and very truthful with answers. And then you had a guy who almost ironically seemed to to try to prove what his critics are saying, that he's an erratic alcoholic, that he's erratic... And and just flies off the handle and uh can't be trusted on at the highest level.
0: Yep. All right. That was the Kavanaugh hearing. Let's get to the rest of the newscast. It's Thursday, September 27th, 2018. Here's the news.
1: All right, let's end the first half of the show. Let's. On, a, on a high note. <laughs> With with a huge piece of news. Huge. Elon Musk and Tesla have officially been sued by the Securities and Exchange Commission. Oh, God, yes. Now, as expected, this all stems from a tweet Elon sent in August, quote, am considering taking Tesla private at $420 funding secured. (laughs) The SEC said this was false and misleading. Now, according to Musk, uh, sorry, excuse me, According to Musk, the charges state, he calculated the $420 price per share based on a 20% premium over that day's closing share price because he thought 20% was a standard premium in going private transaction. Sounds pretty normal so far. This cal- Continuing, this calculation resulted in a price of $419, and Musk stated nice. that he rounded the price up to 420 dollars because he had recently learned about the number's significance in marijuana culture and thought his girlfriend would, quote, find it funny, which admittedly is not a great reason to pick a price. (laughs) Another great reason not to pick a price is this, according to the SEC. Musk sent an email to the Tesla board just before sending the tweet. He said being public, he, he was arguing against being public, because being public, quote, Subjects Tesla to constant defamatory attacks by the short-selling community. It's a community now. Mm. I am a short-selling American. <laughs> attacks by the short-selling community, resulting in great harm, great harm to our valuable brand.
0: Seriously, though, what kind of dummy? What kind of dummy would set very important business decisions, or like run their
1: business based on the weed number? Someone who wants to get retweets and try to own all their haters online. I just tune ha- in, <sighs> tune to our daily radio show at 4:20. Oh, right, I every see what day. You're I see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, we are not a publicly traded stock yet, no. and that was a time, not a price. But I will say, today has been a tough news day. Thank you, Elon, for adding a little levity to our lives.
0: All right, time for a quick break. You know, just because it's been a hard day doesn't mean we can't write some poetry. Read some poetry for our new subscribers, all new subscribers on Patreon, patreon.com slash District Sentinel. Get their own haiku written by the two Sams. Let's read a few right now. This first one is for Dylan. Kavanaugh responds with let me start that again Kavanaugh responds I like beer I still like beer Welp, that settles
1: it thank you Dylan this is for Marius unhinged Kavanaugh screaming at the senators when you're not guilty
0: thank you Marius this one is for Zachary Monthly reminder,
1: wacky Louie Gohmert was once a judge as well. Thank you, Zachary. This is for William. Filthy rat sidekick, tomato face piece of shit, Sin Lindsey Graham. Thank you, William. This is for headphones.
0: Ha! L-M-A-O. Y'all thought Flake would show
1: courage. Nah, still a coward. Thank you, headphones. Finally, this is for Danielle. Ancient mummy ass, whinging high-pitched prick salesman, Orrin Hatch, Utah. (laughs) Thank you,
0: Danielle. And thank you to all the new subscribers on Patreon, patreon.com slash district sentinel. Your haiku is coming up. If you haven't heard it yet, we promise you'll be hearing it very soon.
1: More news about a Republican official with a dark past. The Washington Post reported last night that a bank regulator enforcing anti-discrimination law once used racial slurs online and questioned the validity of hate crimes. Eric Blankenstein, a policy director at the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, wrote the blog post last decade just after he graduated from the University of Virginia He used the N-word in discourse over racism, claiming that simply using the word doesn't make you a racist. Blankenstein also said, quote, hate crime hoaxes are about three times as prevalent as actual hate crimes. One of these posts came around September 2004. A black UVA student had the N-word spray painted on his hood. An outcry at the school provoked discussion about about whether racial hatred should be an honor code violation and grounds for expulsion. The alumnus Blankenstein reacted by noting, the, by noting the following, quote, so there is more racial idiocy at UVA because as with hate crime legislation, they are making it illegal to have a thought. Blankenstein added, until a hood-wearing KKK member is caught, why should the honor system be changed? I wonder if now that the University of Virginia has been surrounded by torch-wielding neo-Nazis, if Blankenstein now thinks mm. that uh, racial hatred should be grounds for getting kicked out of UVA, I don't know. I'm willing to wager that no. <laughs> he hasn't changed his thoughts on that. They don't have it up on Predict It yet. <laughs> <sighs> so when he was approached by the Post with his writings, Blankenstein downplayed the relevance of them. He said, quote, the insight to be gained about how I perform my job today by reading snippets of 14-year-old blog posts that have nothing to do with consumer protection law is exactly zero. Any attempt to do so is a naked exercise in bad faith and represents another nail in the coffin of civil discourse. That sounds familiar. We, we were hearing, like, all day from Republican senators that merely bringing up accusations against Brett Kavanaugh is bad for the discourse. Yeah. Mustn't interrupt the discourse, the discourse. By, by trying to hold rapists and racists to account. This guy, also by the way, he's 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 charged with overseeing anti discrimination law. Mm-hmm. So he's approached with something he said as an adult, reducing school rules against being racist to quote making it illegal to have a thought. He whines about this as another nail in the coffin of civil discourse. Blankenstein first joined the CFPB in December. The Post noted that in February, the Bureau took away power from its Office of Fair Lending and Equal Opportunity. The paper described it as, quote, "...potentially reversing years of aggressive enforcement that resulted in dozens of cases."
0: Finally today, as the rain starts to beat down on the Sentinel Fort, I don't know if y'all can hear that, the U.S. military admitted another eight civilian deaths for September in its long-running war against ISIS. That brings the government's official civilian death toll in the war to over 1,100 to 1,114 to be exact. And if you believe that number, I've got a Supreme Court nominee you think is just one heck of a guy. (laughs) In actuality, the number is far, far higher. In fact... The U.S.-led coalition reviewed 60 civilian deaths last month, but somehow only found eight credible. Well, according to the nonprofit group Air Wars, which is devoted to monitoring civilian deaths in these war zones and isn't biased like the Pentagon, the number of civilians killed is about six times higher than admitted. According to Air Wars' latest accounting, 6,575 civilians have been killed by the U.S.-led coalition in its airstrikes against ISIS. Not sure. Uh, I'm not sure who to believe more here, Air Wars or the fucking Pentagon. I think I'm going to go with Air Wars. All right, we've wrapped up the newscast for today. I've got good news, though.
1: You cut the rant line calls.
0: The rant line is blinking. We've got some rant line calls to get to, folks. Let's see what the callers
2: are saying. Hi, Sam. Sam conspicuous lack of Nate. Uh, This is Joe, and I'm calling from Ohio, and I'm calling because um, my girlfriend listens to to conservative radio sometimes just to get a laugh at what they're saying. And she heard the argument today that, you know, why haven't the rape victims come forward sooner, and shouldn't we blame them for this? And, you know, normally I'd just be... I'd be yelling about this, just how terrible of an argument it is. But I I know it's hyperbole. But Republicans, uh, at this point, they're heartless monsters who just, based entirely on spite, there's no political ideology. They're they're the "fuck you got mine" party, and the, you know, the Democrats are not the party to defeat them. So eh, keep fighting the good fight. But fuck Mitch McConnell. All right. Uh, have a good show.
1: Yeah, they Um. I don't know if, if the Democrats are up for the fight. No, no. And I, I think the
0: caller uh, kind of expresses the same exasperation as I had. Even me, who's been thoroughly exasperated by the Republicans, you know, don't Who didn't think they could get any lower is actually surprised that they're still defending this guy.
1: Here, Here's the worst thing before we move on to the next call is I think Kavanaugh, who's clearly lied throughout his own confirmation process, yeah. should be impeached. Yeah. Good luck getting Democrats to support that.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Once this process is all down, how many are willing to look back? They'll be like, let's look forward. Well, Let's look forward. All right. One last call here.
3: What's up, pissed down pals? It's Keister. Uh, if nobody else is calling into the line, I may as well. Um, wondering what your thoughts are about, uh, we as in the, uh, creators on the progressive left should, you know, more often, once a week, you know, discuss the fact that, you know, everybody's struggling uh because of the divide and conquer you know because there are are always a lot of right wing trolls uh you know hanging out and the more they hear that message that they're being effed over because of the the rich uh so we all don't look upward uh the more likely they'll come to uh the dark side our side um but yeah regardless just a thought wondering what you think and uh keep up the good work
0: thanks for the call keister uh definitely always worthy to bring as many people over to the left but some people just can't be saved and already crossed over
1: yeah we we need to focus on the people who aren't engaged in politics i think yeah. uh, most that's that's where the uh The top priority should be. Should we read a few comments? Yeah, what do we got?
0: anybody anybody weighing in on uh,
1: the events of today? Dan referring to Kavanaugh testimony, saying beer isn't cool anymore. I never thought it could happen. Joe says Lindsey Graham sure had a normal one today. Jonathan says today was difficult. Leah says Cruz and Graham apologizing to Kavanaugh for being accused of assault was almost as bad as Kavanaugh's behavior. soon before uh the committee there alex says i never want to hear audio of brett kavanaugh saying the word sex again dan says yes all exclamation <laughs> points uh jonathan says it's pretty clear to me lindsey graham belongs in the garbage can yeah uh, good argument there get your garbage can
0: nominees in by the way folks forgot to say uh see if anybody's gonna beat kavanaugh this week but lindsey graham
1: making a case for it leah says where can we score those sweet dc sentinel stickers you got there, Sax. Uh, I can I think Message is we- your your uh, mailing address. We'll send you some and we got uh, plenty. Dan says 420 420 nice. 420 did it for the Grimes all right. referring to uh, our boy Elon. All right. Thank you for making our day better. Thank Elon.
0: you to our sponsors, the Congressional Dish podcast hosted by Jen Briney. Find it at congressionaldish.com. Another sponsor, levelnews.org. The newscast returns next week. Stay tuned for the Sentinel cast. We talk about uh, how U.S. unions need to become more militant. That's coming out tomorrow. And we'll have the zine coming out uh, tomorrow or this weekend at the end of the week sometime. So uh, sometime. stay tuned for that. We are out.